So the sermon title changed while writing this particular sermon. So it's no longer I want more and now it's the road trip. Uh, have, uh, uh, tell me about any road trips you've been on, in a car, uh, on a cycle. Uh, what's the, like the longest one any of you have ever been on? Okay, uh, how long is that if you drove, drive it straight through? Uh, about 21 hours. Oh, ouch. Okay, sounds good. Other long road trips? Okay, and you guys do this straight through, or do you like stop? No, no, okay, no, okay, all right. Any others? Other side of Michigan? So what's that, eight? Okay. Okay, all right. How many of you have been to Schuyler, Nebraska? Far born arrival. <laughs> Maybe you've been through there. All right. So, speaking of road trips, the Horner-Eibler family just got back from one. Uh, so we went to Schuyler, Nebraska, which is in northeastern Nebraska. Uh, I would say that's about eight and a half. Uh, uh, in good weather, it's eight, eight and a half hours. And if it happens to be like raining all day, uh, then it's about nine hours. So uh, Barb's aunt passed away, Aunt Claire. And she was the last uh, of her generation on both sides of that family based in, in Schuyler. Uh, and even for us, I think, the last person of that generation still alive who would have been at our wedding 36 years ago. So really kind of a changing of the guard and a passing of the torch. Claire was uh, 95 years old and lived a wonderful and rich and full life, but she passed away uh, just a couple days before Christmas and the family decided to have the funeral uh, yesterday morning. So uh, Friday, the road trip began. Barb and I and her brother Jim and our oldest son David uh, jump into the car and we start driving. And the drive on Friday was awesome. We made it, I think, in under eight and a half hours and beautiful blue skies. And uh, western Iowa is a little bit on the flat side, but the cool thing at this time of the year is all of those fields are, are all harvested, and you would be amazed at how much diversity there is in the color brown. I mean, there's tan, there's yellow, there's orange, there's just brown brown, and those fields were all of those things. And it really was a gorgeous landscape. And then every once in a while, the fields would be dotted uh, with these little black figures that looked like toys from a distance, but of course they were big beef cattle uh, that had been led out into the cornfields to kind of glean uh, the leftovers, and so it was a gorgeous drive. And then, finally, at the end of it, we could see the skyline of Schuyler, Nebraska. And you might laugh, but there is a skyline to Schuyler, Nebraska. What would it be, do you think? Uh, uh, three big grain elevators, yeah, silos, uh, built along the Union Pacific main line that comes right through there. Uh, also on the skyline was all of the steam rising uh, from the structure that takes up the whole west end of the town, which is this huge uh, Cargill, I think, um, uh, beef processing plant. So you could see that rising in the distance. And it was a beautiful sight to behold. And uh, Schuyler is a rural um, uh, mid-America community uh, that's kind of hanging in there. Uh, grain prices aren't great, but they aren't bad. And the meat packing plant has only gotten larger in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. If you drive through the downtown, you know, half the businesses are, are empty, but some of them now have uh, Spanish-speaking owners because a lot of the people who work at the, uh, at the beef processing plant are uh, from Mexico and have moved to the U.S. And 
And uh, so there is a sense of some vibrancy and aliveness, and you could sense that a little bit driving into town Friday night. Then we got to yesterday. Um, we have never driven through more downpour than we drove through yesterday. So as soon as the day started yesterday, it was raining. Uh, the fog kept rolling in and out. It was one of those funeral committals that you would put in a movie scene because it couldn't have been foggier, rainier, uh, you know, kind of more depressing than it was a truly uh, dreary day, and we managed to jam 30 people under the little tent uh, for the committal service. And if you had wanted to, then, then the mood of that day could have also become your chosen mood, because here you are in this little Midwestern community where, in fact, half of the businesses from downtown are gone. Uh, the Czechs and the Bohemians who settled this community are getting older and older. The, church where the funeral was has done 30 funerals in the last three years from a very small community. And though uh, some people from the, the Mexican community are joining, they aren't joining fast enough to make up for the people who are dying or moving away uh, to other places in the, in the country. And so if you wanted to choose to be uh, sad about their reality, you surely could be. So that's John's community as well, from which our gospel lesson comes today. I mean, it, it really is in many respects. John's community uh, was outside Palestine. We think it probably was in, in uh, modern-day Turkey. And it was a community made up uh, exclusively of, of ethnic Jews. And it was a split community, unfortunately, where many of the ethnic Jews decided to remain Jewish, uh, but many of the ethnic Jews decided to become Christians, and that uh, gradually became a more contentious situation and eventually apparently resulted in a painful split that separated that community, separated families undoubtedly, uh, in a really painful and difficult way. And you can, you can feel that, that pain and sometimes the anger that goes with it if you kind of read between uh, the lines of John's amazing gospel. And so there is a brokenness to it and a, a sadness to it. There's an awareness in John's gospel of darkness in our world. Um, at the same time, it's an amazing gospel because a few gospels understand the power and blessing of community better. Uh, few are more about uh, 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 the fact that everybody in the community is, is equal and matters. It has no sense of hierarchy whatsoever. And, and more than anything, uh, uh, in comparison to the other Gospels, it, it has no, in a sense, rules or regulations other than uh, you need to love each other as much as I have loved you. That's Jesus' sole commandment. And any, unlike the other Gospels, there really isn't much in there where he's uh, debating with the Pharisees about interpretations of the laws and all that stuff. The only law is to love each other as I have loved you. And so John's gospel is amazingly uh, hopeful and forward-looking and community-based. Which means John's gospel and Schuyler, Nebraska and Unity Lutheran Church are all pretty similar, right? I mean, you can look at a congregation like this and you could choose to be pessimistic, I think. Uh, you could say, heck, there aren't a lot of people here at this eight o'clock service. Uh, think of this particular part of Unity Lutheran Church. We've lost some really significant members of our community in the last couple of years and, 
and we miss them and there's no way to replace people who, who we love and who have been a big part of who a faith community is. Um, uh, there's no way of getting around that sense of hurt and loss and incompletion. But you could also look at this faith community and see all of the ways we're involved. You could see the, the fact that we had 1,600 people here on Christmas Eve at one of those six services, uh, which is still only you know, 65% of our, of our total membership. And so we have a ton of people who are involved in a lot of significant and meaningful ways and every opportunity in the world uh, to be good witnesses to the good news. Every community there is, I think, struggles with that, that battle between darkness and light. So how do we, on this last weekend in the calendar year, first weekend of the uh, season of Christmas, what's practical stuff we can do to live into the light and hold the darkness at bay? Want some ideas? I've got a couple. That's kind of, what the, that's kind of how the sermon works. I've got a couple of ideas on that if you want to hear what they are. Um, so, here they are. Uh, close your eyes and imagine looking up at the Milky Way. And imagine looking up at it on one of those nights in summer where it's not humid, and so you can see the stars just perfectly, and you're someplace where there's no light pollution, uh, so you can see um, almost all the way to the horizon. So just imagine that for a little bit. Now, as beautiful as that is, open your eyes and look up and imagine this, imagine this roof isn't here and look up at the sky and guess what? It's still there, right? I mean, the Milky Way is there right now. It's just that we can't see it because, hypothetically, uh, the sun is out behind all of those clouds. In other words, a larger light obscures the lesser lights. Now, that's a pretty good metaphor, but I, I think actually in, in, in how we live our lives, the reverse is often true, which is the lesser lights sometimes have a tendency to obscure the larger light, and I think this is really true in the life of faith. Uh, what are some of the lesser lights in our world that grab a lot of our attention? And of course, you know what they are. They're the things that we pursue as human, be human beings, our, our careers, our families, our reputations, our material stuff, a lot of things that are certainly light. They are significant and they are important and they are worth pursuing, but they sometimes get in way of seeing the larger light of God, the one who made us, the one who gives us purpose. So one little thing I think we can all work on is where do you keep your visual, faith visual focus in this Christmas season or in the year that lies ahead? Just keep that little image in mind of the stars are always up there. Reminds you of the lesser light and the larger light. But it's important to keep our focus on the larger light in life. So a second thing. Um, just kind of looking around. Almost everybody who came to this service when you got here Almost none of you walked right in here right away, did you? Uh, I think almost all of you talked to each other a little bit out there. Uh, and maybe some of you got here a little bit late, and so you, you walked right in. But I'm pretty sure you all talked to somebody when you came in. I'm hoping you'll talk to somebody when you go out. Uh, I think one of the, the things that escapes us a little bit with church 
is that uh, it, is, it does sometimes become one more obligation we kind of have to live through in life. And, and so we show up and kind of do our duty and then we leave. And, and I understand that and every once in a while that happens. But uh, showing up and talking to somebody when you get here, sticking around a little bit and talking to somebody when you leave, it's how we get to know each other. I, I'm just really struck over at the other campus. Um, man, in the last six weeks, we've had two people under the age of 40 diagnosed with, with really, really serious illnesses. And, and they'll just need a lot of support from a lot of people as, as they face up to that. And, and um, this is what a faith community is best, which is a community that notices what's going on in each other's lives and then pays attention to it. And, and that's made all the much stronger and better uh, when we know each other because we talked in the narthex before the service and after the service. In the year to come, keep the big light the most important thing and take the time to just be a little bit with each other before and after these services. Kind of talking to the choir here, but you know, it's, it's part of who each one of us is, something for each of us to live up to. And, and then the last thing is, is related to that, uh, uh, which is be a, be a good leaven in our larger whole at, at reminding people of the importance of physically being here. Uh, it's good for Unity Lutheran Church. I think it's more fun to be in church when there are more people there. But, but the reason I say that is not because of attendance patterns, but I, I just think, again, in, in our larger world, uh, what day has kind of become prime time for people? I mean, it's kind of become Sunday. I mean, people schedule stuff in there. It's when they travel. It's when they do fun things with their family. And, and that's a reason sometimes not to be here. I would say, uh, isn't the worship and praise of our God worth our prime time? And I think there has to be a little militance to that about us as the people of God to say, this is prime time, and the most important thing to who we are is, is a part of that day. It's part of keeping that larger light in perspective for each of us. In John's Gospel, it, um, it, it starts with that uh, comparison between Genesis chapter 1, where God creates and, and all that there is there is, is darkness and, and the waters of chaos. And the first word God says is light. And John's gospel mimics that and says, in the beginning was the word, the creative force that God created with, and it's going to turn out that it's Jesus. And that word is light, and it comes into the world, and the darkness does not overcome it. Be blessed by that. Really, be blessed by that. Be blessed by kind of the... The, the relentless hopefulness of it, and be blessed by the attitude that goes behind it. That the darkness will not triumph in your life, or if you have anything to do with it in the life of anybody else around you. That instead, you are a creature of the larger light, and that, that you bear witness to that light in prime time, and, and then you live it out because you actually know the people of God and you're part of the community that loves each other relentlessly. Have a little attitude, people of God. It's awesome, honestly, that, that you are here and that you have the energy to be here and that part of you 
both stays here and then goes beyond there into our world. Good luck on your next road trip wherever it takes you. If you ever get to Schuyler, Nebraska, go to Leroy's. They've got great beef, and the people of God say to that, amen. Done. <clears throat>